Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It'll be awesome, listeners. This is episode 66 and we're still keeping it local here in Easton, Massachusetts. This is a good one. They're all good ones, but this is another good one. Uh, I have with us today Rula Lombardi and her husband, Mark Lombardi, was on a couple of weeks ago (laughs) talking about the Eastern Country Club and their backup uh, playing golf. But we're not going to talk golf today. We're going to talk about a couple of different things. Uh, Got to to know Rula over the last couple of days. And one of the most uh, interesting things was you did a TED Talk. So I think we're going to open up with that. But first and foremost, welcome to the Be Awesome podcast. And thanks for giving us some of your time. Thank you. Great to see you again, Josh. And I was very impressed with uh, your keynotes, being yourself being a keynote speaker at the chamber. It was a fantastic presentation. I was uh, very impressed. Well, so I'm happy to be with you again. Thank you uh, very much. And you, you actually got to do something that's on my bucket list, which is a TEDx talk. Um, <laughs> tell, tell people what TEDx talks are and talk a little bit, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of what the topic was, because I think uh, the topic res- can resonate with everybody today and what we need to start to think about doing and being. Uh, so a TED Talk, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it, but it's ideas worth sharing. Some new ideas, some new concepts that you want to share with people around the world, and they're a global event. So I managed to uh, be picked. I was very excited to be picked by Stonehill College. I did have uh, a very interesting topic, which is Agile, which is a software uh, framework that is used by tech companies, but has become so popular because of its success in technology and now is sweeping the globe and is being used by non-tech companies uh, across the world. So any type of company would benefit from this new framework. And uh, the TED Talk was basically about why not implement in your business. And the whole concept about it is taking a large complex project and rather than releasing something to the market or to the customer after a year, you release it in chunks of two weeks. Every two weeks you have a deliverable. And the reason you would do this is because in today's fast moving market and technologies, you don't want to wait too long to get your product out there. It's better to send it out there, get the feedback, respond for customer satisfaction and to stay competitive. If you wait for a year to release something, it's going to be obsolete and no one would want it. So this is what Agile is all about. So the TED Talk was saying, why not any one and start to implement and start taking any project could be an HR company wanting to do video and a guide, start releasing, do a video in two weeks, do a guide rather than doing a big, huge campaign and send it out at at the end of six months. So that was what the TED talk uh, was all about. And this is what I do as part of my business is do some agile coaching and how companies could benefit from this type of uh, framework that is being used in technology and seeing a lot of successes. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, one of the relationships that I give to it, and I know enough to be dangerous working with a technology <laughs> company, but, you know, we used to use what was known as in, in development as waterfall um, and, exactly. and, and shifted to agile a couple of years ago. And one of the things that I said, say to people is if you go back and you look at, do a search on uh, on YouTube, and I think it was uh, released. The first release was done in like 2005 or 2006. Look up, look up. Shift happens. That's S H I F as in Frank T happens, um, and it's a it's a short video. It's scary, 
Um, but it shows how quickly things were shifting back then and what the forecast of what things were, what, what the, the pace and the, the speed that technology and life was going to be happening like today. And we've far exceeded it. So this agile, not just in development of technology, but being agile as humans and being able to shift is something that I think everybody needs to embrace, especially in a time like today. Um, you know, what you were doing yesterday, you're probably not going to be doing today or tomorrow and you need to be prepared and be on your feet and ready to go and, and not be sitting, you know, flat foot down, uh, waited, waited, waiting for something to happen to get you back to what you were doing. Um, exactly. And agile allows you to be flexible and, uh, in a, such a changing, uh, world and fast moving, uh, yeah. changes on a daily basis, especially with this pandemic too. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking that you're, you're, an agile expert because in the little that I've gotten to get to know you, you've literally figured out how to squeeze about 29 hours in a 24 hour day. Like you're doing like, you're doing a ton of different stuff. Like this is just one as aspect of what you're doing. And one of the things and reasons why I wanted to have you on this podcast was to talk about something that I've been challenged with for the last two years, which is websites, building websites, managing websites, everything websites you actually do websites. That is correct. Yep. So I, I have a small business. It's called Barda, Barda Webtex and it's an LLC company. And um, as a small business, I understand the challenges that small businesses are going through and the needs that they have. So um, I've been very active in the community. I've built websites for several uh, businesses in town, small businesses such as the Holy Cross Church. I've done the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce website. I've done uh, Palm Landscaping, Karen House Peach. So I, I reach out to those communities and help them with their presence, uh, their online presence. And, um, and I also help them with their search engine and, and their tra getting traffic to their websites, doing their social media. I do some of the postings for uh, uh, Frothingham Park uh, on their social media, Facebook and Twitter. So we, do, we work with those community uh, small businesses to help them with their digital presence, with their website, making sure that they uh, are compatible with the, the latest technologies and also helping them uh, with their outreach and their campaigns. One important thing that I'd like to share with you is um, a lot of the websites uh, have desktop, uh, desktop presence, but a lot of the websites are there, out there for small businesses are not responsive. And what responsive means is that the website are, can be seen on desktop, but they're really not compatible with phones and iPads. So what happened is we got 80% of the people using their phones to, to, uh, to uh, surf the net or buy a product and the, and the websites are not rendering well. So we work with these companies to make sure that they're compatible with all kinds of formats like phones, uh, iPads, and we help them re redesign their website to be able to be uh, uh, responsive to those uh, platforms. Yeah, you know, what was interesting to me, um, you know, I, I, I do a bit of research, I do a little bit of study, and, and because I'm a, you know, Be Awesome is a startup by me, and, and I really was setting out to do, I was really setting out to write a book, not have a website, not have a podcast, not have social media presence, not I, all the stuff that I've done, selling t-shirts, None of that stuff was really in the cards for what I want to do. I wanted to write a book and I got about a half a 
page of it done. All this other stuff happened. And when I was looking and saying, well, I probably need a website, what I was amazed at, um, and the statistic I remember is it's roughly about 50% of businesses today don't have a website. And that'd be like a business in the 80s or 90s not having a yellow pages ad. Like that's how people find you. And it's, you know, it's one thing to be on social media. I was just having a conversation with a a, a young entrepreneur I've I've been working with. And, you know, he he was sharing with me about his fear with potentially losing his um, business page on Facebook because it's, there's some stickiness to it, whether you, you put some ad on and they, they approve it and then they don't approve it. And then you have so many strikes and then you're out. You shouldn't have, you should, you should have your own platform, i.e. your own website and be promoting that and putting that as a place for people to go to get to know you, not just on social media. Right. So, uh, you know, do you, you, there's, there's something that I'm learning about that is this SEO Right. And I don't know much about it. So can you share what that is and how that works and what people should be looking for? Because I'm amazed at the difference. A few things I've done uh, puts my presence out there in the visibility to the world. Sure. I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up because that's one of the most important things that a website should have is search engine optimization. And it might be a scary word for a lot of people, but what it is, it's only just a small, small code that is put in the back end of the website and has keywords of what your product is, your location, all buzzwords that are related to your brand and your product. And that would help with the searchability and placing you higher in the ranking on the Google searches and the Bing searches. So it is very important and it's one of the most important things to have uh, when building a website is to include search engine optimization keywords and titles on the back end. And that's very simple. We work with a lot of companies and we just add, it's just a plugin, it's simple. And you just uh, add the keywords to it and it really, really helps with the searchability and driving traffic to your website. Um, this is only one way of doing it. Another uh, way of driving uh, traffic to your website is, is through blogging. If you have a blog, the more content you have on your website, the more traffic you're going to drive to your website. So those are two key elements of searchability for a website. Uh, there's other uh, elements. I can go into detail if you want, but um, yeah, some absolutely. of them. Oh, okay. So <laughs> one, t- two other things is a lot of people cram a lot of copy and content in the homepage. And that's a, a big, big turnoff for the user. You wanna make it very simple to read. Use a lot of visuals, use a lot of images because a lot of the images tell a story. Very little text. You don't want big, huge paragraphs all over the front page. That's gonna turn off the user and just get to your site and be turned off and bounce out off your site. So just keep it very visually appealing, Lots of photos, very little text, and just let the user navigate through the site and make it really easy to navigate. Try not to clutter it up. So and a visually appealing website really helps the user stay on the site and really engage and not be turned off by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you're talking through that too, one of the things that I, I think that I'm and, and I've shared this on other episodes and I'm glad I have you here because we can talk openly about my uh, my poor website and website management was, you know, I built the website myself. Um, probably shouldn't have done that. Probably shouldn't have gone down that road. Thought 
oh, I can handle this. I've handled all this other stuff. Um, but I built a very rudimentary, simple site that was static, didn't update it often, didn't check it out often. Um, I'd get an, a shirt order and that basically would fulfill it. Uh, and a year later, I go back and I see these things like analytics and I go, oh my God, I had 2,000 people that, I had 2,000 page clicks last week. I had 460 people subscribe to something I didn't even know I had a subscribe button to. I had like, you, you start finding all of these things, right? Um, and I think that a lot of people have the mindset, um, well, I'll do this, two, two questions. First question, who should have a website? Second question, you get a website, how active should you be with it? You know, how often should you be, should be, should you be like going in there and changing things? How often should you be checking on those subscriber lists? Like, you know, who, who should have a website and then what do you do with it? Because I think a lot of people, myself included, was set it and forget it, built it, it's there and I left it there and all of a sudden I come back a year later and I'm going, holy mackerel, I should have done so much more with this. Yes, that's a really, really good question because a lot of people just forget about it. They build it. They're like, okay, yeah, I'm done with that. The, the one great thing that web crawling is they love new content. And the more you update your content, the more you're going to get the attention. If it's been sitting there, it's been crawl, crawl. Uh, the, the, the search engines are finding this content, but they're bored with it. They want new content in there. And um, also sometimes the links you might have in there are broken. So it's, it, something might be outdated or maybe you're linking out to a site that is no longer active. So that's going to really turn off the user again. So you want to go into your website on a regular basis, update the content, add content, and also check the links. There's actually a URL that you can go to, an address, where you would actually uh, plug in just the address of your website and shows you how many links are broken. So those are two things that are important to just to view your website, check it for content uh, relevance too. Things might be uh, in there that are outdated. A lot of times you promote an event that's, you know, it's already passed and say buy tickets and it's already passed. Or it could be something that, um, yeah, that the third party that you're linking to is it, it, they shut down that website or, or stopped promoting that thing. Talking about links, um, one great driver to your website is having the other party links from other websites. Let's say you have friends that have websites. Reach out to them, say, hey, let's cross link. You promote my website and link to me and I'll do the same for you. That even that also adds to the traffic coming to your website because other people are promoting you on their websites as well. So that's a big one. Yeah. Third party linking. Yeah, that you know what that you just bring that up and that is actually something I've been toying with. Most public speakers, uh, keynote speakers, don't tend to for whatever reason. Um, some do, but a lot don't share where they spoke and who they spoke to on their website. Like, hey, this is my wall of fame of who I talk to. And I was actually thinking about this the other day because most of the associations I talk to um, are great friends. They're, they're, they're phenomenal people. Easton Chamber is a great one. As an example, I'm not worried that someone's going to take my business from, a, from an event that I did. And I was thinking about reaching out to all of them and saying, hey, I'm going to put my link, I'm going to put the link to your association or to your group as a place that I spoke. Um, and would love for you to, so that's something that people do a lot of. And that, that's, a that actually answered a question that I, I'm not sure I was going to ask you now, but I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you, 
Glad you gave me the answer before I asked it. Um, That's good. And, and, and I think that the answer on, on who should have a website is everybody. Like every business should have a website. They should all have some presence and they should all make sure that they're keeping it up to date. Um, one of the things that, uh, that's been striking me lately is personal branding. Okay. Um, where I give a real estate, I gave you the real estate agent scenario where I'm a real estate agent and I've got my personal brand. I'm like, I'm seeing it all over the place. Like people are putting their names first and the business that they, that they work at that supports them or some piece, it's like their personal brand. Um, I'm seeing that in other aspects. I'm seeing that in, in, in people that are marketers, you know, they're working for a company, but they're a great marketer and they've got a great personal brand. They've got 50,000 followers on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or all the above. And I'm starting to see websites that are individuals that are making their brand their name. Um, are you seeing a bit of that? Are you seeing that there's a popularity rising with that? Has it been there and I just haven't seen it? Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, some of them are actually using those names in the, the, their, the address of the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually using, uh, let's say, um, their actual name and attaching it to the product. Let's say Jon Snow has a landscaping company and he's saying jo- he's calling his uh, website johnsnowlandscaping.com. So, yeah, definitely. I think um, th- people are using their personal identity as a, as a brand. Uh, so, yeah, I'm seeing more of that happen. Interesting. Um, I just looked up as we were t- as you were saying that Josh Peach is taken, but Josh Peaches is available. So I, <laughs> I don't know that I, I don't know that I want to put myself as the Peaches. Uh, well, well, one, I'm glad you brought this up, uh, Josh, because a domain it brings us to the discussion of domain. A lot of people purchase domains that don't even have the product mm-hmm. name in the address. And that's what, what, what's important, uh, too, that when you're labeling, you're coming up with a brand, not only using your name, but also attaching to the address your, what the, your product is. And mm-hmm. if you want to promote to a local a community, so it could be, let's say, Josh, uh, Joshua Peach, uh, let's say, uh, Landscaping. Easton could be part of the address in the domain. And if you, you can't find that domain, someone stole it already or bought it, there's always, it's in .net, it's always, there's always a .site. So don't be afraid to choose a different domain that doesn't have .com if it's already um, uh, purchased. So, um, and, and yeah, so that's another thing to look out for. Include the name of your product or at least what you're selling in the address, your name, and also maybe your location to help with the search. So that's, that's a great, um, you brought up the, uh, because you got .net, .biz, .shop, .fun, .food, <laughs> .club, .world, .app. I mean, the dot at the end, you can say just about anything um, and own it. But do you think that we've gotten to be such a um, society that we're stuck on .com? Do you think that we're going to, do, it's kind of like the exchanges. I'm kind of old. I'm kind of old. You know, you used to be able in Easton, you used to dial, there was only two, three, eight, and you used to only have to dial two, three, eight, and then the four numbers. Then you had to dial one, two, three, eight, and then you had to dial one, five, oh, eight, two, three, eight, two, three, oh. It was a lot to get used to. I know. <laughs> this has been around a long time. Um, but I'm still a dot com guy. Like, do you see, right. you see more people buying domains that aren't dot com that are using it and that are effective that people are going to it? Because I mean, a lot of things. Right now, we're not even, I, I don't know how often you're entering an actual domain as much as doing a search and clicking on a link 
or right. clicking on a link that's on a Facebook page or something else like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Do you do you see more people doing .nets and .biz? Well, I, I've seen it more in terms of yeah, if they can find the preferred domain, uh, mm -hmm. they they would actually purchase the other one. But yeah, people prefer it because they're used to it. They feel it's the safe option. But I've also seen uh, with one of my clients, they bought everything that relates to that name so that so no one else buys it. So let's say one of my clients, Scholastic Media, they have the .com. They also purchased the .net and they, uh, they, they, every scenario they can find, they bought it because they don't want someone else to take over their name or something close to them. And what they do, they don't have to build a website attached to those names. They just build one website and redirect all the, the domains and the URLs, addresses to that one website. So it's a redirect. That's a, so I should probably buy all my... I think I have, I think I have all the, I have all the be awesomes. I have be awesome, are you awesome, super awesome. I have all, I think I have just about every domain. Oh, you I, have them. Okay. I, they're I, not I, really that expensive. I went know. on a spending spree. Well, you know what, just recently they're, they're now putting valuations based on the number of letters and all that stuff. Um, are they, are those, you, you probably have sold a domain or two, right? Have you, have you been involved in that at all? No, not really. I usually purchase them from the, you know, the host company like yeah. GoDaddy, HostGator, uh, Bluehost. Yeah, purchase them from there. So, so I only say this because I, I own a bunch of domains, and and you know, uh, my fiance Amy and I will we'll, we have fun every once in a while on on a Friday night or Saturday night. We'll be talking and we'll make some joke, and then we'll just randomly buy. A domain name. I'm sure everybody does this. Um, <laughs> but a couple, but a just couple, for fun, right? Yeah, just, I mean, it's a few bucks and you just, you just like do a search and see it. I mean, see if you've got it. And, um, so, but I've got a bunch of domains just for building um, um, funny things. Uh, and one of them was uh, we had a period of time where there were a, a number of our friends that were single. I'm Portuguese. And, um, and I was, I, and I made a joke. I'm like, you know what? There's no, there's no Portuguese matchmaking site. We, we, need, to, we need to do a Portuguese matchmaking site. So we bought the domain. Uh, we want to do that. Uh. We, bought, we bought the domain Linguisa Love, right? And we just thought it was funny. And we were like, well, we'll just do t-shirts if nobody finds love. Cause we were matchmaking our friends and um, <laughs> bought the domain, didn't think anything of it. And I got an alert that it's worth like $1,450 and that there's people interested in it. I'm going, is this a joke? Like, is there really somebody that's ridiculous enough to pay that kind of money for, for that website? Um, so I didn't know. I gotta, I'm going to look into it. I mean, it's probably worth a shot of selling it. I mean, it was all yeah. like 12 bucks yeah. to buy. So, um, so talk me through, you know, I've never done this. So talk me through what having you build a website would look like. What's the timeline? What, what do you, you know, how much time is committed by the, by the owner of the, the company slash website? And time yeah. Well, uh, my website says uh, I'm building websites in one week. Uh, that's of course, if it's a, if it's a, it's a small website, a few pages, I could do that in one week. Mm -hmm. uh, it, of course, if it's an e-commerce or a, like a store uh, where you purchase items and you have to set up each item and the prices and the, the shopping cart, that takes a little bit longer. But usually if, if it's a business, like you mentioned, a business that is just starting out or doesn't have a website and you were recommending you have to have a website nowadays. So we start out with make sure that they purchase the domain and the host package. And 
and then once they do that, um, I help them uh, set up the, um, you know, come up with the with the brand, and also their how do, do they want to set up their navigation? What are the main pages they want to build? What is their big message? Uh, what's their call to action? Every website has to have uh, have a call to action: call now, book now, read more. So we talk about these elements. We talk about uh, what colors uh, they prefer for their website what images they would like to use. Do they have their own images or do they, they have stock images that they'd like to purchase? Uh, a lot of times you need to purchase stock images and sometimes these get, can get pricey. So we, you know, we work with them to come up with a, a, a reasonable way to build a, a website that's effective, that's not very costly. And I know a lot of the businesses um, are very tempted by hosting companies where they say, okay, we'll build the website for you. We'll charge you $35 a month. I, I totally respect that because people are afraid sometimes of the website and the technology. The only thing with that, like let's say GoDaddy or HostGator, they say to you, okay, we'll build your website for you and you don't have to worry about a thing. Just pay us 35 bucks a month. Meanwhile, when I build a website, you own it. So I, I charge you at the beginning, but then I teach you how to edit it. And then it's all yours and I don't charge you a monthly fee. So basically I build the website, I hand it to you, I show you how to edit it and how to troubleshoot issues and it's yours. So that's the difference between going to them and having them manage your website and charging you every month or having someone build the website and you own it and you know how to edit it and you don't need to go to them every time you wanna make changes. So this is what we do. We build the website, we meet, I do the navigation. What do they want the menus to have? How many pages do they wanna build? The contact us form, do they wanna contact us form where you submit your information through the contact us form? Or do you wanna just leave an email and a phone number to call you? Um, you can also uh, find out if they want social media, Facebook icons, Twitter on their homepage, and a news feed on their homepage, uh, on their homepage, any LinkedIn stuff that they'd like to add. And uh, we just uh, work together as a partnership and we get the website. I send them drafts to look at it and make changes. And then when they're ready to go, we make a backup and we make it live. So, uh, and if they want to blog, they want uh, special things like maybe connect uh, a payment screen, such as like PayPal. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to do a form for people to do a membership. Uh, we could create forms for them uh, to, for people to submit and uh, become a member through the website. Uh, they want to be added to the uh, e-newsletter. We could do that as well. So uh, there's so many options and some of the, like the, the platforms out there like Wix and uh, where people build their own websites, they're great and wonderful if it's a simple website. But if you are looking for user experience, user interaction, adding a, a shopping cart, that won't work with Wix. You'd have to re recreate the website. You need a, like a WordPress website or Drupal website where it would accommodate all the additional stuff that you need to add if you if you want to make a more robust website and an, uh, a more uh, interactive business. Mm -hmm. Well, I selfishly asked you to be on this podcast because as you are very kind in what you're sharing on how other people can do that, and I'll give my experience, and it's nothing against GoDaddy, great people. I buy my, I buy my, my domains from them. Um, that $35 a month, they don't build your website you build the website and it's a bunch of tutorials that they provide you that can, can walk you through people, 
just a little bit smarter than me can probably navigate very easily with it. Uh, but it took me months and uh, I had back and I also had uh, a, a Squarespace. I bought a one year Squarespace, which is another web hosting uh, solution, paid a year's worth of service and looked for help because I thought that was going to be my winning, my winning horse and realized very quickly as easy as they say that it is to build the more complexity that you put on yourself for what you want, want it to be is, it gets that much harder and it's not as easy as paint by numbers, one, two, three, as, as a lot of people <laughs> put it out to be. So people like you are definitely people that uh, you should look, reach out to take it from me. Um, I'm, I'm in month 23 of be awesome. And I'm literally not even in month one of having an established good website. And for whatever reason, people keep going back. So I keep, I'm adding pictures. I'm, I'm putting pictures of people wearing the shirts and now the face coverings I'm going to start putting on. But other than that, there isn't a whole lot there, but we keep getting clicks and, and page views and people subscribing. So I got to really put the stuff together, but um, you know, this is, uh, this has been very educational. So how do people, uh, people want to have a website or have a discussion with you about their website or just kind of get to know more about what you do. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, your website, where are you on social, all that good stuff. Yeah, they can reach out to me directly on social. Um, I have um, a LinkedIn for bardowebtex.com. I have a Facebook page for that as well, or they can go to my website. There's a contact us form, or they can email me at my first letter, rlombardi at bardowebtex.com, and I'd be happy to help out. And that's Bardo, B-A-R-D-O, Webtex, and it's W-E-B as in boy, T is in Thomas, E-K-S, uh, BardoWebtex.com. Um, <laughs> lastly, uh, this coronavirus, all the stuff that's going on, again, I don't know how you're doing it with all the time. I was on the chamber call. People were raving about your virtual classes. What are you doing? <laughs> you're doing some virtual you're doing some virtual motivation classes. Tell, tell us a little <laughs> bit about that because people are raving about it. So where do, where do they find you for that? Right. Um, I On the side, one of my hobbies are, um, I'm very passionate about teaching fitness classes. I've been teaching at the YMCA in Easton for 25 years when it was called the Easton Fitness Center. And um, we've had um, uh, uh, a great group of people that have been coming for years to my classes, including Gail Devins, as you know, mm -hmm. and Amy McManus, a, a lot of people from town. Uh, we've built a really nice bond at the gym. And now with the coronavirus, people really missed the gym. They were going walking, but they missed the connection and they missed being together. So what we started doing through the Y and through our own Zoom classes, we started doing virtual classes, fitness classes. And we saw the silver lining in all this. And I hope everybody does find some silver lining in, in this coronavirus, but it, the, the virtual classes are getting us all together on Zoom, and we're staying fit together, we're connecting together, and it, it, it's keeping people sane, and people have been loving uh, the classes. Uh, so yeah, we found that silver lining, so we're very excited. We don't know how long it's going to take before the gym opens up again, So, but for now, this is the best, uh, next best thing, and um, I'm really enjoying teaching people again uh, on, online and we're learning that we could do this uh, virtually. So yeah. that was a good uh, learning. 
from this whole experience. Yeah, I mean everything that you everything that you do and and you do a lot uh, is what's amazing is that you are able to do it. You 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 either able to or you figured out to in a short amount of time how to do it virtually, and that's that's not something everybody can say, and it's not something everybody's doing. So hats off to you, congratulations. Thanks, Josh. Um, appreciate Thanks. the education. Congratulations on the TED Talk. Uh, Thank you. Keep doing the classes. Like I say, I I heard you. <laughs> Like, you know, what's one of those crazy things is you, you, you know, you don't hear or know anything about or really a lot about someone. And then someone mentions your name. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear the person's name over and over again. It's like, I heard your name three times about your virtual classes. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> never heard about it before, but you're, you have raving fans around town, loving your classes thank, and, thank uh, you and, so and much. talking. So if you want get, get with the Y and get a membership and do some virtual classes and, uh, and get yourself healthy and stay fit. I'm doing a fitness challenge, but probably my first bit of exercise in almost 80 days. I feel like I've been plastered on this seat for ever. So um, looking forward to doing that to support a Wisconsin scholarship program. I got to walk all day uh, and track my paces and wear a t-shirt. So um, fantastic. <laughs> appreciate you taking the time today. Please say hi Great. to Mark and uh, look forward to seeing you and uh, Mark in person here when, uh, this stuff gets past us. So great. Uh, well, thank you for your time, Josh. This is a great opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, I'll put all your website and everything for everybody listening. The website, where to reach, how to reach her, what she's doing, all the things that she just shared will be on our website, our YouTube channel, podcast platform details. I'm putting everything out as much as I possibly can. There's no better time than now to support each other. I'm teaching and learning so much every day uh and what i've learned over the last that was interesting i'm closing out here and i'm going to share this interesting little factoid my first uh 20 months of be awesome i did roughly 23 podcasts in the last 50 days we've done 20 this is now 23 episodes so we've done the equivalent of uh, 18 months on the road and two months of my town and i couldn't be more impressed proud and honored to have every one of these guests because they are in my community and they're keeping things going and this sucks and it sucks for all of us. It, it yeah. definitely does. It's a different level of suck. We all have to embrace it. Um, but what's nice is that this gives everybody a little bit of a break to learn about what people are doing in my community. And they're probably doing it in every community USA, uh, but there's optimism and hope. And as, as Rula said perfectly with, with the YMCA, uh, classes, finding that silver lining, and hopefully some folks are finding some silver linings from these podcasts, because I know I am when I'm done with these, I feel a whole lot better and amped up. Uh, more exciting news for me, 62 days of cancellations and, and realizing and feeling like I'm never going to do a keynote again, and not sure we're ever going to be in groups larger than 10. Really excited. I've had two, uh, two requests to start to uh, do, deliver keynotes in the fall. So there's people that are looking to climb out of their caves and start to have events. If they happen, we don't know. There's still a lot of up, up, uh, up in the air, but that's an optimistic uh, hope for me to start to get back out and get in front of people and talk on stage. But in the meantime, selling the t-shirts, selling the face coverings, check us out on social media. People are posting pictures of them wearing their face coverings. It's spandex cotton face covering uh, with the Be Awesome logo on it, American-made stamped cut and, and uh shipped right here from the good old US of A. We're going to be having 100% US made everything effective our two year anniversary on June 21st. We've got a little bit of shirt inventory that we have to, uh, that we have to sell. And we're also looking at uh, moving 
uh, at or, or just after, depending on um, the hardest part right now is a lot of manufacturing facilities are closed, but we're going to go to 100% recycled uh, shipping materials with our plastic shipping bags, as well as our shirt bags that we put the clear bags that people get when we ship them and 100% compostable paper products. And we're at some point going to go all the way down to having soy-based ink, uh, really expensive, hard to find, and to quality-wise for the shipping labels. But you'll literally be able to take our shipping boxes and throw them in your yard, let it rain, and they'll sink into the ground, including the ink. So um, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. Um, we're going to make it right. Uh, we're going to support our, our uh, American-made uh, factories, factory workers, uh, manufacturers of any at every capacity that we possibly can. Um, and we're going to do everything to preserve the environment because what we're seeing is carbon dioxide numbers are down. Mother Earth is trying to regenerate and do more of it. Uh, gas, you know, gas consumption with flights and everything. Um, we want to abuse the, the world that we live in a little bit less because I got a little guy and then I got an even littler guy that I want to have enjoy this. So uh, buy the shirts, buy the face coverings, follow us on social. If you do a rating and review, you like Roller on this podcast, do a rating and review on iTunes. Send me an email, josh at beawesome.com. I will send you a free t-shirt. It's that easy. Save yourself $24.99 plus $3 shipping a hand and get a free t-shirt and tell everybody how much yeah. you love this podcast. So remember everybody, just take care of yourselves. Uh, this is a crazy time. Uh, and if you want to do awesome, you got to be awesome. Have a great day.